back here at Alphon Arena, Hockey East first round action where the score after one is still main, oh, sorry, after two is the same as it was after one. Maine leads Merrimack one to nothing. Mike McMahon joins us from the Mac Report and Eagle Tribune and collegehockeynews.com as well. And Well, Mike, three fan busters that they sent up here, Merrimack did, and uh, nice to see, I think, that the, the, the Maine marketing department has gotten involved as well, and they've had two competitions here between periods, which we haven't had a chance to mention on the air yet, but I think it's kind of nice that they did this. Uh, they had a, 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 you know, shooting the puck competition in the first period, the first intermission between five students from Maine, five students from Merrimack. Maine won that one. Then they just had a tug-of-war here between uh, five students from each school. Maine won that one as well, so uh, two to nothing there. But still, it's uh, you know, it's a nice, friendly competition there and good to see. Yeah, I think it's, it's made it fun. You know, they're, they're embracing Merrimack, obviously, has sent people up here before, but, uh, you know, it's good to see, see Maine embracing it and, and, uh, and doing some things like that. It's interaction. I think it's pretty cool for both sides, both fans. Let's talk about this game here. Through two periods of play, I think the number that stands out to me is 0 for 5. That's what Merrimack is on the power play. That hurts. Yeah, on the road, excuse me, on the road, uh, when you've been struggling to score goals all year, you're going to have to try to capitalize on your special teams. Uh, you know, that goes without saying. And, and they've had their opportunities. I think if you know if this score holds, if, if, if their season does end here tonight, you're going to look back on this game and say they did have opportunities. They had plenty of power play chances. Uh, some looked better than others. That last one didn't look very good at all, but they had some in the first period that looked really good. So uh, they've had their chances they haven't been able to capitalize and I think that you know Cameron Voss calls a pretty tight chip he has almost all year uh, they're probably going to get another couple of chances here in the third period but I think Maine would as well yeah and you look at the goal that Maine scored back two minutes into the game looked pretty huge at that time and of course it is the difference the only one right now but Maine had all the momentum at that point and uh, Merrimack was able to weather the, the storm as it were kill off two early power plays I mean that was a pretty dangerous situation less than three minutes in where you've given up a goal and and now you have to kill a penalty as well. You could have gone down 2 nothing at that point. So they've hung around and battled around here. But uh, that second period, not, not going to get it done. Third period is going to have to be better. Yeah, and I do think they're playing better. Uh, you know, one of the things, you look at that, that early part of the first period, how, how thoroughly outplayed they were, and that's a game that in the early parts of, of January or December even, uh, the game may have gotten away from them at that point. You know, that, that could have easily been 2-3 to three to nothing. We've seen that happen to them this year. That second period at, at Quinnipiac on the road, all of a sudden, you know, the first five or six minutes, Quinnipiac just took the game over, and it was sort of similar. Main controlled the first five, six minutes of this game, but they, like I said, they were able to weather the storm. They only allowed the one goal. And, and it's a one-goal game heading into the third period. They're still very much in it. They've had their chances. Uh, power play. What, what do you think it is? I mean, it looks to me, especially as the game's gone along, they haven't been able to get pucks through the net. A lot of their chances came in the first period on the power play. A lot of their best chances of the night. But the second period there, they had really three opportunities. Count the one they carried over from the first. And uh, just, I think, mishandling of the puck in the offensive zone and, and taking maybe an extra second to try to get the puck through. And Maine's been able to get in there and block some shots. Yeah, it's sort of been uh, two extremes. I think at times they, they've taken the extra second, which has allowed Maine to get into a lane. And then other times they're, they're so fast trying to get something done, they mishandle the puck or it jumps over over somebody's stick. Uh, Quinn Gould probably had, I don't think it was in the power play. No, no, it wasn't the power play. Quinn Gould, I think, had the best chance of that period. But he's right in front of the net all alone. The puck gets sent in front, and he jams at it. And I like like on a stick on it, the puck went over the net. But uh, that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to get pucks in the middle and get pucks on net. Uh, but they're struggling to do so, and I think it's a combination of both taking too long at times and then other times going a little too fast. You know, speaking of Martin Willette, I mean, 
earlier in the week, the the article in the main paper, main newspaper up here, Bangor Daily News, uh, where Red Gendron wouldn't name his starter for the upcoming game. I mean, Willette had been pulled last weekend. Dan Sullivan came in, played well. Uh, I mean, effectively calling out Martin Willette in the press there and saying that, well, I don't know who's going to start in net yet. And uh, wouldn't even tell us before the game. He said it was going to be a game-time decision. Uh, Willette does get the start and does play, but... I mean, looking back on it, it certainly looks to me like it's it's all about trying to motivate that guy and trying to fire him up to play well, and he certainly has done that tonight. Yeah, I think that's what that was. I mean, I, I looked back at the beginning of the week, and I didn't think there was any chance that Martin Roulette was not going to start this game. Uh, look, Dan Solomon didn't come in in relief last weekend, but before that he hadn't started a game or hasn't started a game, uh, I think, since the middle of December in a non-conference game against AIC. So as much as Roulette has been fighting the puck a little bit over the last couple of weeks, really since Merrimack was here a couple of weeks, ago. In my mind, he was starting this entire time. But I do think it was uh, a way to to motivate him a little bit after he's been shaky the last three weeks of the year. so I, I, Or two weeks of the year. So, And it definitely looks like that that plan has worked because he's been great to win. And as the game's gone along, I think that you know the confidence only grows there as he's... Merrimack needed to get one on him, I think. You know, of course, they're still within a goal here, and they could come out and get one early in the period, and it changes the whole complexion of the game. But, you know, you got a goaltender like that who's playing with confidence, hadn't played well, effectively gets called out by his coach in the press, comes out, plays well, and continues to play well, and he's pitching a goose egg. I mean, that's a, that, that is a tough uh, thing to battle against, especially when you're on the road. Yeah, I think if you're Red Gender and you're sitting there in your locker right now saying, well, message sent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he got the message. Maybe uh, patting himself on the back there for a job well done. Exactly. Uh, he's been fantastic. And, and at the same time, to be honest with you, I think Rasmus Tierner has been pretty good too. He's made some big saves early in that second period uh, when Maine had control of the game again for a stretch. I mean, really, the, the first five, six minutes of both the first and second period, Maine control outside of the, the minute and a half or so Merrimack was in the power play to start the second. But uh, he's made some big saves as well, and, and I think he saved here 23 out of 24. Uh, so, you know, both goaltenders are playing well, but really it, it comes out of the offense having to find a way to beat a lot. Alright, so third period coming up, 20 minutes, could be 20 minutes between now and the end of the Warriors season, or maybe 20, 20 minutes before they move on to the quarterfinals against BC. What has to happen here? Well, you know, I think we haven't seen them in a situation where their season's on the line yet. You know, we, we've talked about it a little bit before too, but uh, they haven't been in a position where they're fighting for their lives because they knew on September 1st they were in the playoffs before they even reported to you know reported to campus. So uh, I'm looking forward to this this 20 minutes here. I think the, the key is going to be is it's been all year. They're going to try to get pucks to the net. Uh, it's good. we're going to see I think uh, a pretty pretty a team that's going to be ready to battle here because they know it's 20 minutes or their season's over. All right, thanks, Mike. As always, uh, if it moves on the next week, I'm sure we'll talk to you next week. If not, thanks for your insights and your terrific work all season. We appreciate it. I thank you. Thank you. That's Mike McMahon from the Mac Report and the Eagle Tribune, eagletribune.com, and also Warrior Hockey, or sorry, the uh, collegehockeynews.com. Mike McMahon has been our guest here, and we'll be back with more after this. Maine leads Merrimack 1-0 after 2. This is Warrior Hockey.